Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your hosts, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Welcome back to Ditch the Suits Podcast. Steve Campbell with you. Uh, folks, this is a big, big show today. It's episode number 50. I, I, honestly, after a few years of uh, recording, I can't believe it. Uh, it's the first episode of the new year for all of us and the start of year three of Ditch the Suits for Travis and I. Uh, we just want to thank you and let you know that we appreciate you for stopping by. We're going to be kicking off this new year focusing on the topic of elder care planning. You know, most people think of long-term care planning as an insurance product or really something that you buy to protect yourself should you ever need home health care or nursing home care. But we're here to focus on this concept more of aging with dignity. How do you want to age or how do you intend to provide care for a parent, spouse, or maybe even a child with special needs? Even if you feel this topic doesn't apply to you being elder care, we still would love you to listen. This information might inspire you or someone you know with exactly what they need facing this very challenging part of life. As always, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, consider leaving a five-star rating, and please write a review. Your ratings and reviews help push our show up the charts where it can be discovered by more and more listeners. As always, we try to provide insightful content that can help empower you to get the most from your money in life, and we really think you're going to love this new series. So thanks for your help and support, and enjoy this brand new series. Well, welcome back to Ditch the Suits podcast. Hey, happy new year. This is uh, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss kicking off 2023. This is going to be our first episode of the new year and episode number 50. Uh, this is a huge mark for any podcasting crew like us, and we are super excited to have you join us. If you're new to Ditch the Suits, we typically do mini series of usually two to three episodes where we try to give you some context about topics that we think are really important to you as listeners. And one of them that we want to go into today, which is a big part of financial planning, is along this idea of long-term care and what we would call aging with dignity. Um, I'm really excited for you as a listener today because I think this is a topic that Travis is extremely passionate about. Uh, we've had the opportunity over the years to do presentations together on this idea of aging with dignity and what that means. So I want to basically turn this over to him today to talk about this because I think it's really important for you as a listener to understand when you hear this word long-term care, what does that mean and what do you begin to think about so, Travis, when we're talking about this idea of long-term care or what we would consider elder care planning, what are some things that listeners need to be aware of? I think that we get the term long-term care wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that that's an industry term, and it's actually long-term care actually means insurance. Yep. Um, that's the type of insurance policy that you buy. Most people don't actually end up needing long-term care. Um, mm -hmm. Unless there's a dementia or an Alzheimer's or some kind of other critical illness, like that's more debilitating than necessarily deadly. Yep. But uh, this group or this category, I think, of planning is more about anybody who needs care, who maybe can't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. I like to call it elder care because in general, we're normally talking with our clients about their parents or maybe themselves. Yep. And what happens as they age and what's going to happen with their money and what happens with their care needs and living alone. And, you know, should they go into some kind of community or something as, as they're aging? But I think we also forget a lot of times that people who have children with special needs or, or uh, maybe mom and dad have passed away and they have a sibling with special need. They, a lot of times are dealing with the, a very much uh, similar 
issues as somebody who's dealing with aging Yeah. as far as what they have to do for somebody else. So I'd like to, for this discussion group, anybody who maybe has to take care of a parent Mm -hmm. in the future, anybody uh, or is taking care of a parent, any, anybody, any person that themselves is concerned about needing care. Yep. And then also anybody who has a, a uh, family member or friend, not necessarily, you know, somebody who you, you would consider in a kind of an elder situation, but that they may have to take care of. So, you know, this is more about caregiving. And I think we're going to get into things more about how to not only take care of others and some of the things kind of financially involved there, but also how to take care of ourselves because, you know, I think there's some very important lessons to learn from others that for most people, you haven't gone through this before you've had to take care of somebody until the first time you go through it. And then you realize how hard it is to do it. Yeah. Um, so if you can learn from other people, I definitely want to pass it on to people. Yeah. So this is this is about parents. This is about kids. This is about the adults out there uh, who are going to have to take care of a, a friend or a family member, anybody who's going to have to give care to somebody. And again, el- we like to frame it as elder care. And I know that that doesn't necessarily properly represent, you know, somebody in their 20s or 30s with special needs. But we do that because it's, this is about aging with dignity. It's about mm-hmm. as you progress your life and needing help. Yep getting that help it's not necessarily about whether or not you go into a nursing home so we're going to break down a lot of i think some of the stuff that gets filled up in our headspace about you know some of the the fears and anxiety and 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 some of the real life consequences of going through this section of planning or or even avoiding it sometimes people don't want to admit that they're they're human and that they're mortal yeah, And that someday either their mind or their body or both are going to go and they're going to need help. And there's some major issues with doing that. And mm-hmm. maybe we don't have those conversations because we don't want to talk to an insurance agent about buying insurance, which I completely can understand. But we cannot, we still need to have the conversations um, yeah. and talk about contingency planning. Before we go any farther, I just want to encourage you, even if you you clicked onto this and you don't know if it applies, just take some time to listen um, because this may apply to you right now in your situation. This may be something down the road that you'll want to remember, or you have a friend or somebody you know who's going through this and you might want to consider sharing this episode with them. Um, because when it comes to elder care planning, unless like you said, you've gone through it before and you kind of know the totality, it can take not only on you, parents, loved ones, anyone. Um, you don't really know what's all involved. And I love how you frame it with this idea of aging with dignity. And so again, if you're listening in, I I know that this is your heart. I know this is something we talk to about with people all the time, and they're not really sure if this is going to affect them. So when we talk about aging with dignity, what, what is this concept? What does it mean? And what do we need to begin to think about? So many people make this discussion about money. And you'll hear people say, well, the nursing home is going to take all my money or the nursing home is going to take my mom's money or my friend, they, they had millions of dollars and the nursing home took it all. Yep. And that seems to be the crux of the conversation. And so we make decisions about care based on money, which is a big, you know, you got to have a budget, right? Mm-hmm. But not necessarily I mean, when money is gone someday. 
and all money gets spent. So when the money, you know, when, when you leave an inheritance to somebody, this is for all the parents out there. And, 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 and then I'll talk as, as a kid too, but when the money is spent one day, what they're going to remember is those last memories of you. And, and in my case, my uh, grandfather was passing away. And I think at the end of his life, he was pretty malnourished and he was in pretty bad shape, but he had money. Mm-hmm. And my last memory of him is him growing, groaning in pain because he wasn't getting proper uh, pain therapies. And he was a very independent, proud man. And he was reduced to just about nothing at the end. Yeah. And I remember looking at that going, there's no dignity in this, Hmm. you know, and the whole, you know, the whole message was protect my money. Yep. And my last memory is not of any financial gift that I got. It is of his painful groans, Hmm. which I equate to the fact that he probably could have been in a better situation for pain management. Had we been not worried about saving money. Yeah. And I wasn't involved in the care or anything, but it, it was my experience that I went through. And so what, one of the things I tell parents is the best gift that you can give somebody is a good memory at the end. Right. I love that. Leave your kids with and your grandkids with a memory of you in the condition that you want them to remember you in as much as possible. Yeah. You know, not in, you know, having to change your clothes for you and do some of the things that that otherwise might happen to, to, you know, some of these other situations, you know, and then as a kid, I, 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 (laughs) if you talk to somebody who's gone through having to take care of a parent, in most cases, they'll say that was not a very fun experience. Sure. And a lot of kids would rather have not gotten an inheritance to have not had to take care of a parent in a particular way that they had to take care of them. You know, whether it's changing them, bathing them, dealing with, you know, uh, changes in personality and aggression, uh, anxiety over, you know, they're using the stove in the middle of the night and we don't, you know, they're going to burn the house down, like whatever, whatever the conditions are. I think that there's a lot of kids that would tell you after the fact, not having to deal with that was probably worth some money. (laughs) Oh, sure. Right. So aging with dignity is this idea that, as we're getting older, the things that matter to us as far as who we are as people, mm-hmm. being able to hold on to some of that towards the end, yeah, not giving it all up. And as far as financial planning, what we see with clients a lot of times, the struggle is over the money, mm-hmm. right? And so the, how do we put the money in perspective? And the, sometimes the struggle is not over the money. I've got some uh, fascinating clients that with the struggle is not over the money, but then the struggle comes down to one of the people in the family is sacrificing themselves for the care of the other one to a major detriment that like, like in a way that they damage their own health in an irrecoverable manner. And that we need to try to avoid too. Yeah. Well, I think you touched on, you know, our, our saying on the show is to help you get the most from your money and your life. And, and obviously, when you talk with a financial professional, you're gathering information, like you like you said, to protect your money, because we think that's what it's all about. But the life component is as important, if not more important, because what is it all for? And we talk about all the time that money is simply a tool that could be gone today or gone tomorrow, but what's left? And I think that story that you just shared about your grandfather is probably something that many listeners, if they've ever gone through this, 
your your parents, no matter how old you get, are always going to be your parents, whether you had a great relationship with them or not. They are they are champions. They are heroes in your life. And when you begin to see them diminish physically, mentally, emotionally, it can wreck you. And, and again, like you said, yeah, I mean, to know that there's they have the money that they need is extremely important, but to live the life that they want to live. And if you've ever dealt with somebody who's ever you know, received a bad medical report that they only have so long to live, something happens to you when you realize you only have so much time left. And I love this concept of aging with dignity because it's about having the conversation now, whether you're ready for it or not, so that we're all in the same playing field. And this could change over the years. But there's people that when you come in to meet with them the first time and you talk with them about, you know, do you ever think you're going to need to take care of parents? Sometimes you have spouses look at each other and say, I don't know. I mean, we've never talked about that. And that's going to impact their planning. So it's beginning to incorporate these things into your life so you can be for, you know, prepared as much as you can. And we talk about all the time on the show, life, life can change in a moment. And there's a lot of stuff that can happen to us that we never expected. So it's being as prepared as possible. And I think this concept of aging with dignity is extremely important because it frames it frames for a lot of listeners out there some things that they need to think about. The big life questions. If we ever did have some kind of event like this, how would you even go about preparing for it? How do you talk about it? How do you pay for it? What are the semantics of it? So if you have those people out there that have either gone through it or they've never had any experiences, give us kind of the wine starter kit, if you will, when you talk about elder care planning and aging with dignity. What are the the tools or the mechanics that people usually have questions around? Well, I think I think you have to start with the mindset, mm-hmm. um, and 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 kind of work through that, and then we can talk a little bit about kind of the where that leads to. And again, we're going to frame this a lot in the financial aspect of it because you know people in their forties and fifties and sixties are thinking about do I need long-term care insurance and how much do I need to set aside for this? And maybe I got to take care of a parent and people who are in their seventies and eighties are thinking about what if I have to pay for this? Yeah. And a lot of times folks that are thinking about this kind of stuff before they need care, before their health has declined to a point where they're going to need some support. Some people are just fiercely independent and uh, are like mind over manner. Well, there's going to come a point in your life where there is that's, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm only in my 40s, but I, I, when I was 20, didn't matter how tired I got, I could make myself do more. Now it's, nope, it don't work anymore. <laughs> you know, I have to sit down and take a break or I'm going to give myself a heart attack. Yep. It's, it's it, you know, my body has limitations now. Yep. Um, that's just the body. What if the mind has limitations? You mm-hmm. know, and, and most people know somebody who, you know, you can't say it's not going to happen to me because there there is no science to prove who it happens to. But a lot of times uh, people will say to us, and this is no lie, uh, people will say, well, you know, just my, my daughter knows what to do. She's going to take me out in the backyard. Okay, that's a funny way of, de- of, of deferring the conversation because you don't want to talk about something serious. But nobody's taking you out in the backyard. That's called murder. They can't do it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And even if they were willing to do that, do you really want your family member living with that experience. So I don't think it's real for anybody who says it's real. You need to think about it for anybody who's doing that to defer the conversation. Stop. But you've got, you know, I don't ever want to be in a facility. Well, if you're a 250 pound man and you have a 130 pound wife and you are no longer mobile, what do you think that's going to do to her physically? Yep. There's going to be some major, major problems. And mm-hmm. so 
it's about you and staying out of a facility. Okay, so then what did we do to pay for it? <laughs> you know, may, or is it that person, your spouse's responsibility to take on the brunt of what that decision means? Um, why are we so afraid of a facility? Are we because we've had the nightmare kind of scenario where we've seen what happens in certain nursing homes? Well, there's different types of facilities out there. Some are very nice. Yeah. With private chefs and piano music and everybody's dressed to the night. You know what I mean? Like it's not always horrible, but still, uh, we also hear, well, my kids will take care of me. So your kids do not owe that to you just because you had them. Unfortunately, that's hard for some people to hear, but you're saying that at the point where your health is declining and they're reaching the their retirement years, that they should retire early, whether they can afford to or not, and become your permanent caregiver, whether they had the skills to do that or not. And it doesn't matter what their kids are doing, what your grandkids are doing, what the spouses, none of their needs matter. They may have to take care of you for five, 10 years. It doesn't matter. That's their job. Mm-hmm. For those who have gone through that, they f- figure out that that, you know, the, the the family members figure out that was the wrong idea. Normally, that group of people, so the the, the, the I would say the boomers right now who have had to do that sort of parent, they're wide open to the idea of planning around this area because they're like, holy cow, I had to do that for one of my parents, and I don't want my kids to ever do that for me. Some of the places I had to go and some of the things I had to do, I don't wish that on anybody, right? Yeah. Yep. So we have all these excuses before we need care. And then w- at the point where we do need care, so at the point where let's say somebody is uh, either they have a special need and they need care or they reached an, uh, a point in their life where physically or mentally, you know, we're at that kind of, you know, towards the end and we're slowing down too much and we need help. Normally they are so darn dependent on on others at that point they can't really change course with that thought process yeah right it's, it, it, it's a it's a it's a very very difficult thing if the first time you're having a conversation with your kids is like i expect you to you know i need you to come take care of me and the kids are like i can't like they haven't prepared themselves mentally for anything else or if you're one of the kids how do you have that conversation with them now now they're at the point of need and they're yep. desperate yep and you're like i have to be there and we don't want to have these conversations early because, you know, it's talking about mom or dad not being there or mom or dad being, you know, towards the end of their life. Well, everything in life is growing and dying, right? It's a part of life for everything. You're, you, it happens with your pets. It happens with your parents. It happens with your kids. It happens with yourself. If you don't acknowledge it and say, what am I going to do about it when I get to that point? Then it's going to be extremely difficult to deal with. You know, kids, kids are thinking, I want to be a hero. I'm going to come up there and take care of you or I'm going to move you into my house. Even if you're a skilled nurse, because I've known many who have done this, even if you're skilled in some of this stuff, for you to take on the responsibility of taking care of a parent, the problem is, is when the parent gets to that point, sometimes they're no longer the parent that you have in your mind. They've kind of maybe reverted to a younger version of themselves where you have to make sure that they know where the bathroom is, or you have to make sure they know how to, uh, like they're not wandering around the house in the middle of the night, or you need to make sure that they don't put something in their mouth. They shouldn't, you know, or that they're eating or, you know, there, there's a lot of things. They don't take the car keys and go for a ride. There's a lot of things that you might have to do 
And it is not a glorious job. It's a very difficult job. And there are some people, I know somebody in particular that, that has done it for her parents and did it out of the passion for that type of work. That's different than saying, I'm going to leave my engineering job and go do this for my, you know, mom. And I've had no skills on how to do these types of things. And now it's a 24 seven job. That's the hard part about being a caregiver. It's, it's not, you can't say to them, I'm busy right now, sit on the couch and wait for me. When they need something, they, they got to go to the bathroom. They got to go to the bathroom, right? When they need, when somebody needs something, they need something. You have to be there to help them. Yep. There's, there's really, it's like, it's, it's kind of like being a farmer. If you're a dairy farmer, there, you don't get a day off. <laughs> there's no like, oh, I'm, I'm stressed because the cows won't stop mooing. I'm going to take an extra two days off this week. You, you had, you go out there and you work, and that's, it, it's so hard in that role. But we don't think about it because we think about kind of. I'm helping them. I'm saving them. I'm, 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 I'm doing something noble. And we'll talk about maybe how to put that before you get into that too far, how to put boundaries up to say, this is what I can do. And this is what I'm willing to do. And then this is how maybe I address those other things. And then, and then I think, you know, we are full of conflicts of interest uh, because it, some people, and I would say about 20% of the people I've worked with, are not concerned about the money. I will spend whatever I need for care. And the vast majority of the, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but the vast majority of the other group of people are concerned about how do we protect the money? Yep. And, you know, here's the whole thing. And I, and I think I, the best kind of final point to make on this right now is the nursing home doesn't take anything from you. They give you a bill for your care. They say, we will take on the, the burden and responsibility of providing care. Here's what we charge for it. And you write a check to pay for it. And if you don't have the funds to write a check, generally in most states, Medicaid will kick in and cover that for you. That's a welfare program. In welfare, you don't get very many options. So if you want the options, if you're that person who's like, I want to be able to decide my own fate, you have to be pre prepared to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think, you know, there's, there's a couple of different ways. We mentioned Medicaid. There's, you can self-insure. You have some money put away for it or you buy insurance and then that, you know, gives you access to a pool of money in the future. I'm not saying either solution is better or worse than the other one. We can sure. get into that in a different time. but. You need to look at this as this is like every year I take a vacation and I spend $10,000 on the family vacation, right? And someday you're going to be at a point where you can't take care of yourself. Did you put that much money away to take care of yourself at that point? Yeah. That's all this is. This is about how do I afford it towards the end? Not they take my money to take care, you know, because I'm old. No, they, they charge you to take care of you. Yep. So that's, you know, the perspective I want to have when I'm looking at this. Yeah. Well, I, I think as we bring kind of this first part to a close, I think, you know, helping put that context around when we're talking about elder care planning, we're not talking about a long-term uh, insurance policy, some kind of product you buy as much as what kind of experience you want to have as you get older in life, whether you're the individual that needs care or you're the child that's going to be potentially taking care of a parent. And you raised a couple of things that just listening to you, I, I think I want to hit back home for those that may be driving or in their home listening, whatever they're doing. 
are you are you putting unrealistic expectations on people that you haven't had conversations with? You know, if you're in the place where you're saying my kids are going to take care of me, have you even had that conversation with them? You know, and when you think about the person who's going to be potentially providing care, I don't think we always think all the way through about what's life going to be like when they've not only experienced taking care of you, but you're no longer here and the emotional toll that they still have to live with that could they have done more? What could they have done? And I think to your point that the fact that you can't put that on your adult children in expectation, that's, that's not fair for them. But, and maybe the reason is because you haven't thought about what this is actually going to look like and are there solutions and things you can do. So our hope in this conversation is to allow you, whether you've ever experienced taking care of a parent and recognize, man, it's hard, it's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety. It takes a toll on you, or you've had a friend that's gone through something, or, you know, maybe you've never experienced this and good for you, but there may come a point in time where life might happen unexpectedly, a child, something happens to them, a parent. How can you begin to think about this maybe in a different way from just go buy a product from somebody, but more of an experience of what aging with dignity can look like? So I think this next part of the conversation will really help put into frame of reference for people how to begin to kind of take the steps necessary to maybe put a, together a, a plan of what this could look like. So we, again, we're very thoughtful about the series that we put on the topics that we have. This resonates with a lot of people. We've done a lot of presentations in the past around this idea of aging with dignity. And you have at the end, people that raise their hand and share their stories, some good, some bad, some things they never even realized. So we know this is an important topic to help inspire you again, to caveat those two pieces together, your money and your life. It can't just be all money. There's got to be the life component to it, which is as important, if not more important. So stick with us. It's going to be a great part of the conversation. First part of the series talking about elder care planning. Well, hey, thanks for listening to this entire episode. We really, really appreciate it. If you haven't already, I would highly encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. Travis and I would also love for you to leave a five-star rating and have you write a review because you got to remember your reviews and ratings help trick the algorithm and put our show on the map and climb the charts. We want to help inspire you to get the most from your money in life. And we know there's other listeners out there that feel the same. So as always, thanks for being our guest. Thanks for stopping by. And we hope you enjoy Ditch the Suits. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.